All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Tao Talk. This is Tao Talk Weekly, your one-stop shop for everything Dows. I'm Tommy. And I'm Frisian. Frisian, it's been a few weeks, two weeks since we've been on the pod. See, she is still a co-host, but right now she's at ETCC in Paris, so she is not with us this week. But we got a good episode for you this week, nice quick one, some some big updates from the ecosystem. But Frisian, how are you doing? How have you been? It's good to see you again, my friend. Good to see you too. Welcome back. Tommy went on a little vacay as well. Reminder to everyone in crypto to take vacation or you'll burn yourself out. Um, excited for CHG to rejoin us. Um, I'm not at ECC. I saw this tweet this morning um, from our friend uh, Ben at, at Scopelift. And uh, he was like, yeah, when when you're not at ECC, but the rest of the industry is, um it's like everything slows down for you. <laughs> it's so true. It's like chill, but it's also kind of lonely. It's like, I, I want to be there kind of, but I also don't cause I'm really tired. Yeah. Lo- lonely is a good word. I'm just like, wait, what's going on? I know it's, what's everybody doing? And then I look on Twitter and Instagram, I'm like, Oh yeah, they're all partying in Paris and talking about yeah. cool shit and building shit. So <laughs> it's, that's the yeah. way it goes. That's the way it goes. But we're here. Yeah. We're here. Dot Talk's here. We have a good episode. Again, nice and quick. Gonna gonna fly through. Uh, I think we got three big topics covered this week. First one, kind of in general, but the regulatory landscape. Some big news in the past in the past week or two. I think I saw when I was on vacation. I got a lot of texts around like the XRP court ruling um, or it not being um, a security, um, and then the effects that's going to kind of have on the on the greater landscape as a whole and the on-chain landscape as a whole version you tweeted now is probably a good time to remind everyone that tally is here to help with any and all questions you might have about launching on-chain governance what sparked this particular tweet and then you know we can kind of go into a broader discussion around you know the regulatory landscape as it's changed or you know has grown the past couple days yeah, we're going to keep this episode of Dow Talk super quick, so I'm going to try not to like just over-explain like I tend to do. Um, but unless you've been living under a rock, you saw that Judge Torres in the SRC versus Ripple case um, made a very important ruling last week where she basically said XRP in and of itself is not a security. Whether a given transaction of SRP is a securities transaction is dependent on the facts and circumstances of that specific transaction. And, uh, you know, through that lens, I guess, um, only the sale of XRP that Ripple made to institutional investors um, was a securities transaction. And then other important transactions of XRP, like when the company gave XRP to its employees or when there were like programmatic secondary uh, sales of XRP or secondary sales of XRP on an exchange um, are not securities transactions. Now, um, this is in the Southern District Court of New York, which is not the Supreme Court. Um, and I think there's not even, there's like one level of appeals court higher than this and then the Supreme Court. So there's like two more higher levels of court than this. So it's not like b- the binding law of the land or anything like that. But it's an important district. Judge Torres is, is highly respected. Apparently, she was, uh, I guess, nominated by Democrats. Um, and so, you know, uh, and it's really like brutal, brutal ruling for the SEC because, like, 
all of their other cases, like the ones where they're suing Coinbase, the most notably the one where they're suing Coinbase and alleging a bunch of assets like Coin- trading Coinbase or securities, like this ruling like directly contradicts all of their arguments, <laughs> most of their arguments. Um, it also like really is very bullish for airdrops, which is where my tweet came in. Um, I think there's a lot of teams that want to have a token. They want to have on-chain governance. They want to get the community involved in governance, but they've been scared too because the SEC um, has basically you know claimed that anything that isn't Bitcoin is a security. Um, and so I think this ruling is is going to be one step on a journey that leads to like a massive, massive wave of token uh air, of airdrops of you know of people decentralizing their protocols and so if you have questions about like um you know what's best practices for doing that based on all the like major airdrops that tally has been involved in over the last couple of years let us know but really excited with this development i think it's very bullish for the entire crypto ecosystem and also specifically tally so let's go yeah not only are we podcast hosts but we We'll get Tally, who <laughs> is one of the leaders in, in helping uh, DAOs run uh, meaningful and robust on-chain governance, something we always talk about. If you follow us on Twitter, something, you know, it's kind of an underlying theme of this entire podcast. We bring you the news, but we also provide value if you need it. So definitely reach out to Frisian or I or anyone from the Tally team if you are thinking about airdropping and, you know, want to get some thoughts around on-chain governance. Your, you know, Frisian and, and the rest of the team, you know, there, there's not, I would, so maybe I'm a little biased, but like it's probably the the best group or people, the best collective of on chain governance intelligence you can probably speak to in the entire space. So um, if we can't help you, we know someone who can. So yeah, definitely reach out. Uh, exciting to see some some good news from the regulatory landscape. Um, I think it's something we all predicted or thought this would be the ruling, but you never know. So still two more courts, like you said, but. Some some good news finally. I feel like from from the SEC war landscape, moving right along, Nouns is forking their DAO. Um, a lot of controversy, maybe not controversy, but just conversation around the fork itself. I think Dennison uh, brings up a good point. It's a it's a long thread. I'm just going to read the first part of the thread, and then we can break down quickly what's happening with the Nouns fork, what it is, and what it ma- what it means. But um, Dennison brings up a great point. Honest question. If nouns forks once, why would anyone ever bother to buy a noun again? Doesn't it create a ceiling for the treasury? Doesn't it basically mean that early holders kind of get screwed? Who would participate in this kind of experiment? Again, version, I think, yeah, this is kind of the big question around the entire fork is, you know, what are the downstream effects of this, especially with nouns being kind of like the, the poster child, the bored apes of DAOs. Um, even though some people say ape, bored apes is a DAO. <laughs> I don't. I don't think the Nouns community would take kindly. To no, you know what I mean. The board apes of Nouns. No, I don't mean like. I don't mean like. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean like, in terms of like social significance of like, it doesn't reflect board apes in any way. Like in the way it functions, in in terms of like the zeitgeist and the way it's viewed, it's it's the most famous DAO in my opinion. Uh, similar to like board apes or CryptoPunks being the most famous NFT. I'll clarify that. Um, I, you should just tweet that and see what kind of reaction you get. Hot take on the board apes of DAOs. Oh, uh, we'll clip this and post it on it. Well, yeah. What like. Thoughts on the announced fork, um, high level points, you know, we're going to provide links. So if you want to dive deeper, you can as always, but you know, how does this affect the ecosystem as a whole and what should people be like, you know, looking at particularly, um, as it affects the broader ecosystem down the line? 
Yeah, it's pretty interesting from multiple levels. Um, Elad's tweet like is really interesting technically. He's now Elad has like done a lot of protocol work in Noun. So if you want to understand like how Nouns works under the hood, um, really great person to follow. Um, I think Dennison's question is kind of like, okay, so Nouns is making it. So okay, so taking a step back, um, the one of the important parts of Nouns is all the not all, but most of the ETH that that is used when people buy nouns goes into a treasury that it is then controlled by the DAO. One noun equals one vote. Um, challenge with this is uh, nouns were very expensive at the start, and they were valued at mu- a much higher amount than like the amount of ETH in the treasury divided by the number of nouns. And then, uh, <clears throat> and, and and then uh, you know now it's closer to sort of like a a value kind of play where like um you know the the amount of eth uh in the treasury divided by the number of nouns is like pretty close to the nouns price uh is is my understanding um and so people have kind of started to come in and say like hey um i'm gonna buy a bunch of nouns with the eventual goal of uh of actually just um you know every time nouns the value of a noun dips below the amount of ETH in the treasury divided by the number of nouns, I'm going to come in and buy some with the hopes of eventually converting that treasury, uh, just basically returning the ETH to the nouns holders based on, uh, you know, just a simple formula, right? Um, Challenge is like, that's not very good for the first first people that bought in the nouns. And also like the nouns community, the strongest part of the nouns community, which is like just a group of like passionate open source builders. Um, they, they, that's not really like why they're involved in nouns, right? Like they, they, they like the idea of proliferating the meme and kind of like the mission of nouns and also, um, the, have a different view of how the treasury should be used. A lot of them think it should be used to kind of fund public goods versus just like returning a value to the nouns. Uh, yeah, the nouns holders. Um, so, they allowed and other people in the arts community built this mechanism where people can fork the value of the treasury away from the existing DAO and then do what they want with it, including, you know, if they want to vote to return ETH to the holders, they can. Um, so, yeah, so, so I think it's super interesting. Um, there's a lot to unpack. Like definitely if you just search nouns fork on Twitter, you can see like a million takes, um, that are super, super interesting. Um, but I think, yeah, Dennison's questions here is like, okay, but you know, um, if you, it's cool that we did that, but isn't just going to get forked. And then like the, you know, the people who first bought in, right. will won't get a good value on their, on their noun. Um, so yeah, to, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be super interesting to watch in the coming coming weeks i think it's going to go live the fork is going to go live as a nouns proposal sometime pretty soon yeah like you said you can just search announce fork on twitter and you get a, a bunch of content this week um, we'll run through some tweets before moving to our last uh subject charlie fang um who has a great article uh around you know the nouns fork if you want to get a differing perspective from that we'll link that but a quote sheet around it it's been great to see all the engagement renounce for glitterly don't think i'm on this take but good to be paranoid work's not done worth the read that's from wilson cusack um who's an engineer at coinbase correct i think he just joined coinbase as well um so two so two giga brains go check them out uh another memer tweet uh nouns rage quit feels like buying a sneaker and then wanting nike to buy it back for you because it's not as cool as you thought it would be Dana replied, 
Isn't that just kind of like returning? But I think the, the nuance to that is it's like wearing it around for six months and then wanting them to buy it back for you for the same price. Um, so definitely some, some nuance, some deep, deep, not controversial, but um, differing takes on Twitter, as always, as Noun does. I feel like everything Noun does has some controversy around it. If you want to check out uh, Noun's page on Tally, you can see their treasury, how much money they have in their treasury, who are the, the leading voters, um, what's been going on on the proposal front over the past couple of weeks or months. Go check them out at tally.xyz slash gov slash Noun'sDAO. Nice, crispy URL. And speaking of Tally, moving right along to our final subject, tweet from us. Big news, Arbitrum DAO Security Council elections are scheduled to begin on the 15th of September, and we are thrilled to announce that Tally will provide the election user interface, something we've been building on the back end, the engineers have been building on the back end for a while, um, is the interface for the Arbitrum DAO Security Council elections. Frision, for the people who live under a rock, maybe, and aren't familiar with Arbitrum DAO, um, what is the Arbitrum DAO Security Council election and why is it important for the DAO? Um, and I think, you know, why is it uh, a good framework for, for larger DAOs like this moving forward? Yeah, so we've talked about the Arbitrum Security Council before on the show. Um, it's a series of multi-sigs with high thresholds. There's like 10, 10 people, 12 people on them. One of the multi-sigs is a 9 out of 12, one is a 7 out of 12, and they basically have veto power over certain aspects of the DAO and emergency power also over certain aspects of the DAO. Um, you know, in case there's emergency or malicious proposal, um, they do have the ability to override that um, as a kind of a safety mechanism against on-chain governance of the DAO. Um, but what's cool about these security councils is they are still controlled by the DAO. Um, and so that's where elections come in. They're supposed to happen every six months according to the uh, Arbitrum DAO constitution and, um, they, they have shipped, uh, Arbit the off-chain labs team actually, um, which is a service provider that to the DAO has shipped a new primitive for on-chain elections, um, where token holders of ARB, uh, can, you know, elect the secure or rotate in and out the security council members every six months, uh, 100% on chain, which is very cool. And Tally is actually going to support it with UI. So we're building all these cool new features to support things like splitting up votes, vote decay, multiple rounds of voting, nomination, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, this is worth checking out and actually something that I think is going to end up being an important primitive generally, um, in the layer two ecosystem as the DAO manages different parts of the yeah, infrastructure and um, ecosystem of each layer too. So super stoked for this. We'll link the proposal from the Arbitrum Forum in the show notes as, as well as our tweet and you know what we're building from it. Like we said earlier in the episode, anything on-chain governance really we are attacking or are able to help you build. So if you have any questions, reach out. As always, again, we said pretty quick episode in and out, 15 minutes, nice and quick, covered three big topics from the week. Links in the show notes as well. If you're listening to this the day it comes out on Friday, there's also a Tally newsletter that is coming out in tandem with Dow Talk. Dow Talk newsletter has been sunsetted, not sunsetted, but has been absorbed by the Tally newsletter. So if you want to get your, your Dow news and also your on-chain DeFi news, just go subscribe to the Tally newsletter. I'll link that below in the show notes as well. We'll see you next week with the trio. Back again. CSG will be back from Paris. So we'll have the trio back for uh, episode 48. Virgin, any final thoughts? Nah, I gotta go. Great to see you all. all. Right.